Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 113 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my beautiful guest today is Jamila. And as a fashion editor and fashion expert herself, we talked about using fashion as a tool for empowerment and a tool for helping us feel confident from the outside in. In the podcast, we talk often about confidence from the inside out, but there's also such a opportunity to use beautiful things and clothing and textures and colors to also just so from the outside in as a complement of our own inner beauty. And one of the things that I'm just so excited we got to talk about is dressing for your body shape. Jamila actually goes through the five different body shapes and how specifically she recommends we dress for them, as well as what parts to highlight and what parts to really use clothing to help you feel more confident. So I think that is such a treat and such an exciting part of the conversation. But we also talked about the intentionality and bringing joy back into it. And I know if you are someone that feels a bit unhappy with your body, it is so easy to look at clothing and or even shopping for new pieces and feel stressed about it. I hear this from women all the time that clothing is something that really makes it a little bit more stressful for them when they look in the mirror and don't love what they see. So in this conversation, we talk about really start to shifting the mindset and really looking at clothing from a place of inspiration and empowerment. So I think it's a beautiful discussion and I'm so excited to share with you. So let me properly introduce you to Jamila. Jamila Kiari is the founder and editor at jamilakiari.com, a digital destination for women offering the latest in African fashion, beauty, and lifestyle. She is also a communications strategist, writer, and digital creator with almost 10,000 followers on Instagram. On her blog, she explores and showcases the contemporary global appeal of traditional African black design and aesthetics in fashion, art, and more. Her most recent project is a comprehensive shopping guide featuring 25 plus African fashion brands in Canada that every fashion lover must know. Here is Jamila. Welcome Jamila. I am so pleased to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be on the show. Yes. And to get us started, define to me, what does confidence mean to you? Yeah, sure. So when I think of confidence, I really think about self, right? And so to me, I define confidence as um, just basically um, believing in yourself. And it's a daily practice. Um, I believe that uh, self-confidence is just showing up in an authentic way. And it could and, and in a way that leads to self-awareness, uh, self-acceptance, self-love, and eventually self-actualization. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's so true. And I think as you kind of progress on the sequence yeah. that you just said, like we become so comfortable in our own skin, right? right? That confidence is almost like a consequence rather than something we pursue, <laughs> right? So I love that, that inner take. That's beautiful. And I'm very excited for our conversation today. And I'll just kind of set some context here that, you know, you and I were talking about this briefly before we start recording that fashion is one of those things that as you know a lot of women get into midlife that they may not be as connected with anymore uh -huh. say we're uncomfortable with our bodies and our concern is more to not stand out <laughs> right rather right. than right. You know, we're beautiful garments that really speaks our truth and i think uh -huh. you have so much knowledge and power on how to use fashion almost like you say as this like ultimate self-care prescription right. so let's right. start there and tell us about how does what does fashion mean to you and how can women really use that as part of their confidence boosting journey? Yeah, definitely. I feel like fashion and style is a tool, right? It's a tool that enhances what is already on the inside. So like you were uh, asking me earlier about what confidence means to me, and I was telling you that confidence is basically showing up authentically as who you are on the inside, and it really is a state of mind, right? So that yeah. confidence is something that you embody. And then when you're confident, whatever you wear just basically is like the cherry on top. It's like the icing on the cake, right? Because yeah. anybody can go into the store and buy a bunch of beautiful looking clothes and dress up. But if they cannot really project a positive message into the world, if they cannot show up and take up space and really showcase who they really are in a positive light, then the clothing is going to fall flat, right? So yeah. when I think about fashion and style, I really say to people like, you know, it's just a tool, right? It's just an item that can enhance what is already inside. So your confidence must flow with, from within first and then it will flow outwardly. And then it will even influence the choices of clothing that you buy for yourself or you get for yourself that would enhance your, your body shape or your body type and will just build on what you have already done for yourself that inner work that you have done it just accentuates that and make you a more beautiful person overall yeah absolutely and let's just say somebody that's maybe a little early on the journey they you know have an event coming up that they want to shop for at least one good outfit and they're very stressed about it and i hear this a lot from women that shopping has become very stressful when they mm -hmm. have a little bit of a disconnect between how they see themselves and what they wish it to look like right and mm -hmm. i do a lot of work on the mindset aspect of loving self as we are but let's just say somebody is a bit early <laughs> in that journey and they're still stressed what are some maybe tips or mindset shifts that you can give that woman looking to buy for this event absolutely i think that for anybody who's stressed and is kind of very early on on their journey and they're not sure where to go where to start from i would recommend just starting from knowing your um body shape i think it's very important to dress for your body shape and uh all body shapes are beautiful i think that all women are beautiful and should be appreciated yeah. but obviously there are different body types and knowing your body shape can help you to choose the right clothes so when you do know your body shape and do some little bit of research then you it's part of that self-awareness piece that i spoke about earlier yeah. you know more about yourself and then you know what types of clothing to buy obviously it depends on the event that you're going for if is it a more formal event like a like a business conference or is it more laid back like a picnic or you know uh semi-formal like a wedding 
those types of um, information can help guide you to know exactly what you want to buy. But I would say know uh, your body shape, first of all, and then that will help you to understand what kind of features you want to play up and accentuate and the other features that potentially might be less desirable that you want to hide or you want to cover up. And then that can be a basis or a starting point for the rest of your journey. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of questions there. First of all, in terms, I'll tell you what they are so I don't forget. <laughs> I have a question on body shape, but also, um, so I'll come back to body shape in a second. But when you're building on an outfit, is there a starting point? So for example, would you always start with the jewelry and then backwards? Or would you always start with a solid piece and then add on like do you have a bit of a rule and maybe not this is just a random question (laughs) a rule in which you prefer that we build an outfit towards absolutely i will use myself as an example Mm -hmm. so i tend to wear a lot of colors and prints and so i always start with the color that i want the dress in right so when i walk into a store obviously there's different options right and i would say uh, for me i start out with what pops at me, right? And most of the time, it has to do with the color. For somebody else, it might be different, right? It might be the style of the clothing, or it might be the fabric of the clothing. Mm -hmm. But for me, it always has to do with the color. So I go for bright colors like oranges, yellows, because they signify happiness and optimism. And then once I find the color that I want, I say to myself, okay, I have maybe a top in a yellow, bright mustard yellow. And then I say, what accessories are going to go around with? Uh, along with this or I even think back to my own wardrobe like what are the existing pieces in my wardrobe that I already have that are going to complement this outfit so it could be a set of black pants or a black skirt and then from there I have the top the bottom and then I'm going to look for accessories so be that a necklace a pair of earrings pair of shoes or even a a purse to go with it and that's how I kind of build the entire look from start to finish I love it. One of the things that I've done over the years for myself, like, because I've noticed my sense of style is almost like, I want to say eclectic, but I don't mean that in the traditional sense of the word. It's more, I have two extremes. I have one half of my wardrobe is incredibly bright colors. You're talking like almost neon, not all neon, but like that bright. And on the other side, it's black, white, and blush. So it's <laughs> it's so interesting. And I think like you said, like colors have so much emotion behind them. Like you said, the oranges and the yellows, right? And I feel the blushes and the blacks and the whites and the grays for me kind of fit a mood, you know, when I'm in a softer, maybe more like professional, whereas the other is when I'm feeling more free and joyous and playful. So I love what you said to start paying attention to colors in that sense, right? And even kind of using colors right. to boost how we feel. Like you said, the bright oranges and the mustard yellows. That's Absolutely. so cool. Hey there. Have you heard of my new book, Release? A Woman's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming a Body's Best Friend? If not, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book or click the link in the show notes below to learn more and to see if this is the right book for you. I wrote this book for women to read before your next diet. And this is not a book about weight loss, another diet trend, or a magical solution you have not tried yet. 
This is instead a rebellion against hating our bodies and trying to change who we are. Together, we will release all that no longer serves you so you can get the body you want and make midlife the best and healthiest years of your life. I cannot wait for you to get the book. So go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book to learn more. Now back to the episode. The other yeah. thing too that I wanted to add to this, because when you're talking about, you know, adding like the intentionality of what you said, I think is really beautiful. Picking the necklace, picking the earrings. And I know for myself for the year, over the years, one of the things I've done in my own healing journey with my body was to go a little minimalistic in the sense of really going through my wardrobe and get, getting rid of a lot of things. So now I have less things, but I can see everything. Like for jewelry and stuff, everything is on display. It's less, but it's intentional, right? So if I'm shopping, I can very quickly remember what Uh I have rather than this huge box of everything mixed in, right? So talk to us a little about that in terms of treating each piece with love and intention. Yeah, that's very, very important. I love the fact that you went through your closet and you were able to declutter and organize and find pieces that really speak to you. I think it's so important for us as women to really have pieces that we love, pieces that we really um, enjoy wearing, because that's the where the intentionality comes in right if you buy something yeah. that you're not too sure about if about the fit or about how it's going to look on you then you're not really going to love it you're not going to get the utility out of that outfit so i always yeah. encourage women when you're buying or something or you're shopping try to wear it on first wear it on see how it fits see how it looks on you fall in love with that piece of clothing as it looks on your body and once you yeah. fall in love with it once you buy it, it's not just going to sit in your closet and collect dust, yeah. but you're going to wear it all the time. It's going to be that one piece that becomes your go-to piece, right? So yeah. I think that that's where the intentionality and the love for the item comes in. And just, it starts from wearing the outfit, seeing how it looks on you, appreciating it. And then that way it becomes something that you wear often because most of times I know for myself, I've been in that situation where I just go shopping and I just like the cut or the style of something and I'm not really too sure if it's gonna fit me maybe I didn't try it on and then I buy it and it's just sitting with the tag for years upon years in my closet and I'm sure a lot of people can relate with that right so it's really really important to buy things that we love and that we can we know that we're gonna wear all the time Absolutely. One of the questions I know for sure women will be thinking, because I've heard this so many times, is okay, I've invested in really, I'd say, beautiful, more high-end clothing when I was a smaller size. They don't fit me anymore. They're sitting there collecting dust, right, with a hope that one day, but that also, one, it's hard to release the clothing because very much maybe price tag or whatnot. But also there's always the hope, but also they look at it and they get really discouraged because they may never fit on that again. And sometimes it is clothing that they fit 20 years ago, right? What are some strategies you have in terms of dealing with that? And do you think there is value in keeping smaller sizes in the closet as motivation? Like what is your take on that? I think that as women, our bodies shift and change a lot through life. We are always evolving. Our personalities are always changing. And our style is not always the same throughout 
you know, a particular year or a particular set of years, right? So yeah. maybe we bought something a year ago or two, and then we've, we look at that piece of clothing and we're like, oh, I'm, I don't think I can really wear that anymore. I think I've evolved. I'm more uh, mature. I can't wear that because it's too young or it's like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, too immature or something like that, right? So I would say uh, doing a good uh, declutter is important. I personally declutter my closet every year because mm -hmm. I know that my style is always changing. My body weight and structure, my body composition is always changing as well. So I want to keep my closet fresh. And uh, so I, I go through my closet. I find the pieces that I haven't worn in a year. And most of the time, uh, if I haven't worn it in a year, chances that I'm going to wear it are really slim, right? Unless I yeah. really, really love it and maybe I just forgot about it or something. So I do um, a, a yearly decluttering of my closet and that's where I give out, I donate a lot of stuff to Goodwill and then I, I make room for more. So when you declutter your closet, the, the good thing about it is you make room for more because then you can buy more pieces and you can fit in more stuff in your closet. And then also you want to do like a good um, organization. So I, I always encourage uh, women to organize their closets, go through their suitcases. Um, now we're almost getting into the fall. So we're packing away our summer clothing and then bringing out those beautiful fall clothes. Now is a good time to go through them. They've been in the closet for maybe like a couple of months during the summer. We didn't touch them. Now it's time to get through them because we know we're going to be going for those sweaters, for those uh, softer textures, warmer textures. And um, if color is your thing, then you want to go for colors. Or if you want to go for neutrals, then you begin to sort out and, and identify them and bring them out so that you can have them and your closet always stays fresh. Yeah, the kind of I think the categorization organization it speaks to my brain because that's how I think I feel my happiest, <laughs> and I have right. now sectioned the closet that way, so it's categorized by category, and then I try to put the colors in like the right. I don't know sequence of colors, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> yes. which is a little maybe intense for some people, right? But <laughs> like it brings me so much joy because we have like a little bit of a walk-in closet, so there's no doors in front of the clothing, right. which is into right the closet. So mm -hmm. I have the ability to actually see it every day. And yes, like for the last two years with the pandemic we didn't go many places to right. really need to wear those things. Right. So I think for me, having at least the ability to see it still brought that, I don't know, like that contentment yeah. that they're going to be worn someday. They're just right. kind of like, you know, cause I was basically in yoga outfits all day, every day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can definitely relate to that. And I would say for anyone who has like a lot of stuff, like you mentioned, um, during the pandemic, there was, you know, maybe two years or two and a half years that we didn't wear any fancy clothes. We were, I was basically in my PJs for most of the time, <laughs> yeah. but I would say don't lose hope, right? Because yeah. now things are opening up, people are going out and we're in a little bit of a, or more of a renaissance where people are exploring their, their personalities and showcasing themselves again. So, you know, I'm starting to wear heels, I'm starting to wear brighter clothing, dresses, uh, mini skirts and all sorts of different styles that are back into season again. So I would say, you know, just uh, for women to just, you know, if you love those pieces, keep them and there will come a time and a season where you will be able to wear them again as long as they still fit. Yes. But what about the ones that don't fit? And I think mm -hmm. the, the perspective there too is 
are they maybe like you said, like taking room for something else, right? That you could really right. love, enjoy today, right? And right. I think living in the present is so important, <laughs> right? Yes, yes, so, yes. like, do you recommend if it's something a little bit more expensive that we bought before that doesn't fit to taking it to a consignment shop? Like, what are mm-hmm. some strategies that you would recommend to release the things that don't fit us anymore? Right, right. I think definitely we should, um, as women, we should do that organizing and decluttering because sometimes we have a sentimental attachment to a yeah. piece and sometimes we have to take a step back and really analyze why am I really holding on to this piece? Um, what does it signify for me? And is there any other way that I can get the same feeling or the same attachment out of a better piece that I can, I can actually wear, right? Because if yeah. you have a sentimental attachment to a piece and you're not wearing it, it's just taking up space, it's just becoming clutter. So we need to shift and release some of those sentimental attachments. And uh, sometimes they come with, you know, releasing those attachments come with doing a lot of inner work, um, just, you know, cleansing yeah. the mind and making that shift internally from maybe it could be fear that could be holding us back, you know, that we spent so much money and now we're wasting it. And sometimes we have so many preconceived uh, notions about life and about finances and about style that we need to release some of those um, thoughts and unlearn some of those ideas so that we can learn new ones that can serve us better in the future. Absolutely. I love that. I think it was either 2018 or 19. I actually forget. I'm not the best with dates. <laughs> and I did my very first massive decluttering and I decided to do it very publicly, like through my Facebook group at the time. And I call it the abundant minimalism experiment. And that's very much how I treat it. And I went through my entire house, literally documenting. I got to one wow. linen closet at the end. It was like New Year's Eve. And then I had to push it to the following year. Like the timing didn't, but it was something like 14 weeks. And I went through all the rooms, open everything, photographed before and after and declutter it. And mm-hmm. everything was fine until we got to the closet. Right. And I remember because my husband and I, we share a walk-in closet. So once we declutter, I declutter his behalf and then he approved. So some things went back, but then once that was all done, we counted 220 something pieces that were folded to be donated, that were in good condition that came out, which is absolutely insane. Even counting like bathing suit and socks and pairs of socks and stuff like that, but it was Mm -hmm. over 200 items. But Mm -hmm. what I remember saying to him is that I was emotionally drained. Like it was so clear to me the emotional toll not the rest of the house the rest of the house I was tired because it was a lot of work and I committed to this crazy schedule online but it was the clothing that had such just what you said this emotional connection right oh this one I bought when I was traveling here oh this one a friend of mine gave it to me and it's Mm -hmm. all those like little attachment pieces <laughs> right yeah, that is so true that is so true that you mentioned that and and you know some sometimes attachments come because of a price tag as well that you yes. mentioned earlier and for that i would say that you know if you're willing to get a little bit more creative those pieces can actually be sold. So you can take it to a consignment store or now there are lots of online platforms that you can sign up for an account, take pictures of those items and actually sell and recoup some of those funds that you initially spent to get the item in the first place, right? So it takes a little creativity and it just takes a willingness to just step out of the box a little bit. 
Yeah. Do you have any that you are able to recommend that you've used that you feel is a trusted source for that if somebody wants to sell it online in one of those websites? Actually, yes, I do. Um, I can't remember all the names right now, but <laughs> yes. uh, I know eBay is one very popular mm -hmm. one. And then now there are a couple of younger ones that have that have popped up. I can't remember the names right now, but I'm happy mm -hmm. to send you some recommendations. Yes. Wonderful. And I'll put them in the show links. That's sure. awesome. Now, just going to go back to something we were talking at the beginning in terms of body shape and to make it you know, very practical and applicable. What would you say are like how many body shapes categories maybe are there that we can look for? There are about five types of body shapes mm -hmm. that you can look for, mm -hmm. and they're all different. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say that all body shapes are beautiful because I know sometimes mm -hmm. we feel like there's an ideal body shape. There's no ideal or more feminine body shape. All women are beautiful in all their shapes and sizes, but uh, I call them guidelines, and there are about five of them. Mm -hmm. And from those five guidelines, what is primarily the difference in how you would dress them? Okay, so I will maybe go through all the body shapes and just kind of um, give a rundown of how I would approach and how anyone sure. can approach styling. So mm -hmm. the first body shape is the pure body shape, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the shape where uh, it's more bottom heavy and more fuller around the hips and the waist than the shoulders and the bust. And for that body shape, I would definitely um, recommend A-line skirts or flared skirts because they really drape over that bottom half, right? And if it's a maxi skirt, it's great because it goes right all the way to the ankle or it could be a meaty skirt that stops around the knee or just below the knee, but it accentuates basically the features that you want to accentuate, but also hides that, you know, fuller body shape, giving that more um, proportionate kind of look, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I would recommend for the pure body shape. And then next we have the hourglass shape. So this is the shape that is usually considered to be the ideal, even though I don't really think it's the ideal, but it's just one hour, right? Mm -hmm. So in this body shape, the bust and the waistline and the hips are considered to be uh, proportionate to each other. And uh, there's a more defined waistline um, cinched around the waist. So I would recommend peplum tops. Uh, peplum tops are really beautiful tops that kind of cinch around the waist. Uh, the waist is kind of like a feature that you want to highlight in this body shape because it's beautiful. Uh, you, it shows up the curves as well. So I would recommend those. Wraps, uh, dresses are really great for the hourglass shape as well. And you can get away with wearing pencil skirts um, and mini skirts in certain instances as well. So that's mm -hmm. for the hourglass body shape. Yeah. Um, the next body shape is the apple shape. Um, so with the apple shape, I would say that there is no real defined waistline. And this is where some women feel a little bit uncomfortable because they're carrying most of their volume around the waistline, right? Yeah. And so um, it tends to be more heavier around the middle. And for this body shape, I would recommend uh, clothing that's easy breezy that kind of hides uh, the waistline and just drapes over the shoulders flowing down to just above the hips. And I wouldn't recommend anything that's too tight or hugging or too fitted because then it's just, you know, it doesn't look very flattering. Um, and then with the draped uh, 
tops such as you know the flowy tops and the flowy dresses you can pair them with skinny jeans those look really good on mm -hmm. um, women with this body shape and you can pair them with leggings as well so you can wear leggings underneath your short dresses and underneath your flowy tops that mm -hmm. stop just before the hips i think i feel like that would be very flattering for any woman that has the apple shape and then the next body shape is the athletic or straight shape. And uh, sometimes they call it the boyish frame. Um, in this body shape, um, it's kind of like there's there's no defined waistline as well. And uh, the proportionate, the proportions of the bust, the waistline and the hips are kind of the same. And so you want to you really want to create that illusion of having a waistline, right? And so I always recommend wearing a belt around a dress, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. or if you're wearing a pair of pants, you can make it belted and then tucking your shirt into it. So it creates that waistline that originally wouldn't naturally have in the first place, right? And I also recommend peplum tops because the way that peplum tops are structured is to have a waist or is to have like a cinched middle. So I would recommend peplum tops because they kind of create that illusion of having a waist and kind of um, accentuating or creating an illusion of being curvy, right? And that's what mm. most women with that frame really want uh, to showcase. And then uh, the last body shape is the inverted triangle shape, which is basically the opposite of the pear shape. So we talked in the pear shape, we talked about being um, a little bit fuller around the bottom. With yeah. the inverted triangle, you're fuller around the top. So the bust and the shoulders are broader, and they they the measure they measure wider than the waistline and the hips, right? So with this body shape, you really want to showcase that you have. Um, you want to you want to showcase the fact that you have a fuller bottom you want to compensate for the fact that you don't have much of a bottom so you would wear wide leg pants or wide leg jeans and i would also recommend a-line skirts and flared skirts as well because they really compensate and make the body look a little bit more proportionate so those are the five body shapes i would say that all of them are beautiful it's just knowing which one you have and knowing what kind of pieces to choose when you go shopping that can help accentuate your best features and then downplay the features that you feel are less desirable yeah wonderful thank you so much for that breakdown because i think it's very clear i think most of us know where we fit right in, in what right. body shape category so those are wonderful tips, like really, really helpful. And one more question that I have for you in terms of the specifics. So say somebody now is empowered to go out and say, okay, I know my body shape. I know what to look for. We talked about colors, right? Of really using right. colors, you know, even to evoke like emotions and that beautiful stuff. And you also mentioned in terms of how to layer the outfits. What about things like textures or somebody that hasn't really experimented with prints, like how to really you know, start finding that sense of style that's maybe a little bit more, not so much hiding on the background, but it's a little bit more of a statement. Yeah, definitely. When it comes, to, I'll start with color, first of all. And when it comes to color, I would say different people are at different uh, comfort levels, so to yes. speak. And so if you're someone who doesn't wear a lot of color to begin with, I would say start small and then build up from there. So in that instance, you would start with 
you know, your favorite color. I always say go with your favorite color and usually pick a bright color, right? So if your favorite color is baby blue, for example, I would say start small, get like a scarf, right? Like a baby blue scarf that you can wear around your neck line and, uh, or you can get uh, a, a clutch purse in that color that you can hold around your arm um and then or you can get a baby blue belt that you can just wear with a neutral right so these are this color is a color that you can wear with a neutral such as black and that's a little way to pull in that blue color on top of the black it's subtle and it's not too overpowering right yeah and then as you get more comfortable i would recommend adding in another color so we have the baby blue maybe you might want to add um white for example or you might want to add a little bit of um maybe a yellow for example right and then you blend the colors in you experiment and see what works and doesn't work for you and then for people like me who are going all out with color (laughs) i would say there are really no rules in terms of you know how many colors to wear in an outfit or any that or or that sort of thing you just kind of go wild and get creative and get playful so for people like me i just say um if you love color just go for it just be like an Alice in Wonderland and just go wild with it, right? It. And then with uh, and with textures, it really depends on what kind of look you're going for and how you're feeling the moment. So earlier I talked about how fall is coming and my mood in fall is I really want to be comfortable more than anything else, right? Yeah. And the feel of the clothing has to make me feel comfy and cozy because obviously it's the colder months. So I usually go for a lot of cashmere like wool cashmere i go for jerseys um, jersey um, textured clothing as well and uh, sometimes i go for cotton uh, maybe I might wear a cotton dress to begin with and nice. then layer on top of the cotton dress with like a cashmere wool sweater just to bring in that coziness and that comfort into it, right? So the cotton might be a little bit dressy and then the cashmere gives me that comfort that I'm looking for. So that's just a little bit of an example of yeah. how you can play with textures, play with different fabrics. Silk is more like a luxurious fabric. Uh, it's more kind of like something that you would wear in the summer or maybe around the holidays because you're trying to be fancy. Um, <laughs> it just depends on your mood and what you're feeling for. But I would definitely encourage women to just um, just go out there, play with different things, see how it fits, and don't be scared to make mistakes because we all learn from our mistakes. And I believe in being imperfectly perfect. Yes. Oh, so good. One thing I'm going to highlight that you said, I think is really important. And I think even like the emotion that it's invoking me already saying is that playfulness and the joy that can come out of it. Because I know clothing is probably one of the number one stressors I hear, like I mentioned from women, you know, as their body's changing and they are not as comfortable yet, you know, with acceptance of everything. And what you said is very much, I think the opposite of that is, you know, even if you start small with something that's not a huge commitment, like a scarf, right? That mm-hmm. is enough of a collar punch. It could be enough of a piece because it is, you know, just, you know, yes. easy to put on and off and so on. And it's a safe first step, right? For somebody yes. that 
let's look for your favorite color. That is so important. And, you know, we all have one, at least even if it changes over the years, we have one at all times. And I think that is so beautiful and really bringing that joy again, that intentionality, making room, get rid of the stuff that doesn't fit, not get rid of it, toss it, but donate Uh it, put it on consignment and all those things. And I think that just makes room for this new take on it, right? And and make fashion and a sense of style, like you said, part of your tools to really start feeling beautiful from the inside out and the outside in as well. So I really love this conversation. Like you give so much knowledge and so many good things to think about. Mm -hmm. So for, so thank you so much. And for anybody that (laughs) wants to know more about you, tell us what you've been up to and doing, tell us all the good stuff. Yeah, so I have a blog, a fashion blog. I call it my fashion, beauty, and lifestyle blog, where I blog about fashion, style, advice. I give beauty tips and and all whatnot. You can find me online at my website. Um, I'm sure that the links are available. And uh, follow me on Instagram. Instagram is where I love to hang out. And I'm always (laughs) on Instagram posting uh, fun videos, styling videos where I'm modeling clothing from different brands just to give people ideas of how to dress and what to pick in clothing and the different colors that textures that they can wear so you can follow me on instagram and get some creative ideas from me there as well i would say um join my newsletter when you go to my Mm -hmm. website definitely subscribe by joining my newsletter. I send out a newsletter every month. I try to be as consistent as possible. I don't spam anybody's inbox. (laughs) I make sure that I send you information that you signed up for that you would love to hear from me about. I love it. And I'll make sure to put all the uh, links in the show notes as well to make it very easy for everybody to find. Thank you so much, Jamila, for your time, for your expertise. This was such an enjoyable conversation. Mm-hmm. And anything that's in- joyous and intentional right. just makes my soul so happy. So thank you for brightening our days with the beautiful work that you do. Yes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a pleasure. It's a pleasure to brighten your day and to brighten everybody's day that's listening. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.